Boom! What's going on, everybody? I am Logan, the 64th Gear Jammer Skill, and this is Toy Talk. Model making dates back at least 4,000 years or longer. Perhaps the oldest models that are known are of wooden ships. The Egyptians buried ornate wooden ship models with their masters in the pyramid tombs. The Etruscans, the Phoenicians, and the Greeks also made models of their ships. We know this because they have been depicted on the ancient wall murals that we have found in those areas. Models of all kinds have been made throughout the centuries. Models of human and heavenly figures, cars, trucks, trains, just to name a few things that have been made in model form. Some model makers put their models inside bottles. It is thought that models of human and heavenly figures have been put inside bottles as far back as 1750. They were put there by monks in monasteries. Around 1850, clipper ships had as many as seven masts and many, many sails. The date of the first construction of a ship in a bottle is unknown. However, that model maker had to have great patience in order to fold the masks and slide that ship inside the neck of the bottle and place it in place and stand the mask back up. Most of the classic sailing ships that have sailed the seven seas have been recreated in model form and placed inside bottles. If you want to see any of these, just go to a maritime museum because all maritime museums all over the world have collections of ships and bottles. Imagine placing the seven-masted sailing ship through the narrow neck of a glass bottle. Talk about having patience in order to squeeze that right through and then get those masts all stood back up. Moving on through the centuries, past model salesman samples, models of houses, bridges, and all manner of things. Some models were made to see if it was feasible to build the real thing. Some were built at the pleasure of the model maker. Modern day models of cars and trucks and many other things come in pre-made or in kit form. We've talked about pre-made models in previous videos and how they are made. And if you want to see that, I really recommend you do. Just click the link in the up above me right here and it'll take you to my series on what it takes to make a die cast model car or truck. It'll take you from creating the model all the way up through packaging and distribution to retailers. Now though, what we're gonna talk about is model kits. Kit models before plastics were available were made out of wood and not always did they even come with the wood. Sometimes they were just plans and you had to supply your own wood. With the advent of plastics though, and the use of the injection molding machine, model kits turned quickly to plastic and they were using cellulose acetate as that was one of the earliest plastics that was available for them. 1936 saw a UK company, Frog Penguin and Varney Trains making kits using cellulose acetate and plastic injection molding machines. This made their kits faster and cheaper than making them out of wood. 
Now, the less flammable material of polystyrene is used to make plastic model kits. It's also used to make many of the plastic parts on our pre-made models. Parts for plastic model kits are either glued or snapped together. Painting the model is done by using specially formulated paint that is designed specifically for the type of plastic they used in making the model kit. Cars and trucks also require insignia and other detail markings to be on them. Water slide decals used to be the preferred way in order for manufacturers to give those extra details and insignia to the customers to put on their models. Some kits come already colored and pre-painted with parts. Lately, vinyl stickers though have been replacing the water slide decals in providing insignia and other detailed parts for the models. The vinyl decals are more durable than the water slide decals, which have a tendency to dry out and crack. Of course, resin and vacuum forming has been used to create some parts for model kits. And specifically in vacuum forming, sometimes they've done the entire car body shell out of vacuum forming. Precision Specialties founded in 1940 by Lou Glazer, did contract work for other manufacturers of kits and other things. They were most notably known for making the cosmetic cases for the cosmetics company Revlon. Early in 1950, Gowland & Gowland created a line called the Highway Pioneers, and it was a line of uh, model kit cars. At the end of World War II, in the late 1940s, more American companies were joining the model kit market. They were Varney, Hawk, Emoir, Renoir, and Lindbergh. Many of these names lasted up until very recently. They began by producing model kits, and by the 1950s, other companies had jumped into this booming market and they all wanted to acquire their little piece of it. The 1960s saw a huge boom in the model kit business. Aurora, Ravel, AMT, and Monogram took big advantage of this. American model companies, they began to make scale models back in the early days as promos for the automobile dealerships. The level of detail was very low in these promo models though but they did help the dealers sell their cars. Dealerships back in this time were not huge like they are today, and they didn't carry a vast inventory. So having these promo models of showing off all the colors of the cars that were available made it easier for the dealers to sell the cars that they didn't have on the lot because it gave the customer a good representation of what they could buy. Even back then, Molds were very expensive to make, and the model makers had to come up with a new, another way to be profitable. And their solution was to make model kits. And this kit business soon eclipsed the promos business. Imagine that. There's a whole lot more consumers out there than there are car dealers. Like today, the consumer was demanding more detail, and in order to stay in the business, the kit manufacturers increased their detail and increased their quality and made more and more realistic model kits. 
For the next couple of Thursday videos, I'm going to focus on three American companies. Revell Today, AMT, and Monogram. So, go on and hit that red subscribe button and ring the bell beside it in order to get notified of all of my future videos. You'll want to see these, I know it. In 1950, Lou Glazer rebrands his company Precision Plastics as Revell. He does this after a competition, and it sort of stems out of his biggest customer, Revlon Cosmetics. You can kind of see how Revell, Revlon, it's kind of close. But it was a brilliant change on his part. Revell then continued the Galland & Galland line of Highway Pioneers. The line of 30 cars that were being marketed at the time and these were the first mass-produced automotive model kits. Ravel's marketing plan for the Highway Pioneers was to market them at Woolworth's dime stores. And that's where they sold them for 69 cents a kit. As a side note, the 69 cent cost per Ravel model kit back in 1950, adjusted for inflation to 2020, would cost $7.51. That's according to government inflation tables. However, back to Ravel. With this line of models being a big hit, they had found their niche, making plastic model kits of all types of things. Ravel then went on and set the marketing plan for all the other model kit manufacturers to follow. And follow they did. These pictures here are of the earliest model kits that Ravel made and from the Highway Pioneers line of cars. Just look at those boxes. Isn't that artwork amazing? Back at this time period, all the artwork was hand painted and then sent off to the lithograph machine to be printed on the box. They didn't use photographs, and I kind of think that we're missing something today by using photographic imagery instead of hand-painted artwork. Ravel, they are still in business today. However, it's not the same Ravel that was based and started out in Venice, California, or even the Ravel monogram that was in Illinois. Today, Ravel is owned by a German company called Blitz, and the brand goes by the name Ravel Germany. But don't let that get you down. Ravel still makes model kits, and they are actually some of the best model kits you can buy on the market today. In my next video, I'm going to talk about AMT. Now, that's a company with a big, varied history and lots and lots of fans out there. So, make sure you hit that red subscribe button and stay tuned next week and find that video. I guarantee you're going to enjoy it. Also for you out there, model kits are done in scales. So I've put together a free report on scale. It tells you what length objects should be in the most popular scales. Grab your totally free copy down in the link in the description below. And as always, please like, comment, subscribe, and ring that bell to get notified of all of my future videos. I'm Logan, the 64th Gear Jammer Skeel, and this is Toy Talk.